you gore fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension C, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Brett, I don't know if you realize how long I've been trying to get this episode on the show. I know, you talk about Mars Attacks, like, all the time. And it's one of those ones I grew up watching. It was on, like, TNT all the time. It was one of those movies. But, like, I watched it a lot as a kid, and then I haven't watched it until recently for like a number of years like two or three weeks ago i watched it again i was like oh yeah this is fun watching again this time i'm like oh yeah it's fun but you like love it i love this movie this is one of my favorite movies um before i was officially greg of the dead and permanently on the show i remember trying to get you to do it like in our first few weeks of existence and you went (laughs) i don't want to do it I'm like, well, I just don't, I just don't want to. And so it was later, and so now is later. Aren't you glad though we didn't do it in the first few episodes? Oh yeah, yes, very much so. Yeah, but I hate those I, episodes. That's the whole reason I've agreed to be permanent. At 200 some episodes later, it was all a great scheme to finally get to this movie. Oh, now we're gonna lose him. We're gonna be stuck with intern. I'm ducking out after this episode. I'm gonna have to bring an intern and lagoon to replace a dead. yeah mars attacks from 1996 directed by tim burton this is really interesting because his last movie was what we covered last october ed wood you know that classic old school 1950s ufo stuff with plan nine and all that spending a lot of time in that world researching directing that movie and then his next movie is mars attacks i don't think that's very coincidental Oh, no, it's definitely like Tim Burton wanted to make his Ed Wood movie, which he kind of did in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And this year, it seems Mars Attacks is everywhere. And I'm not complaining because I always think it's been a severely underrepresented movie in like the horror collector's market and everything like that. You go into Spirit this year, there's Mars Attacks stuff everywhere. Yeah, you got something this year. Yeah, I got one of the slow alien invasionaries. It looks like it's melted sign and everything. That's really cool. I did see the um, animatronic they have at Spirit. It's okay, but it's not like, like you said, it looks a little too, like, the legs are too weird. Yeah, it just looks like, the rest looks great. The limbs are odd. Also, like, why'd they make it so big? Like, the Martians are, like, four feet tall. Yeah, you could have knocked a few hundred bucks off that thing. Or, like, put that extra money into making the smaller one look better. Yes. But yeah, so that's all a big way to say I'm extremely happy that we're finally here. Well, and this is on Throbtober, of course. And you've said in the past, this is like a watch-on-Halloween movie for you. Yeah, it's not an every year, but many, many years. Like, I'll end the night with Mars Attacks a lot of times. That's so surprising, because watching it again, I like the movie. But this does not scream Halloween to me at all. No, I don't think it's not based on Halloween or anything. To me, I always loved like, like the Ed Wood style movies, like the 1950s drive-in alien attack movies and stuff, which that seems Halloween to me. And so this fits that bill and is always a fun like, okay, let's close the night out with it. It's a lot of fun. And I love like all the different celebrity cameos that show up. Dude, not even just cameos, straight up roles. This movie is stacked before it even knew how stacked it was, because a lot of these people weren't that famous yet. Well, like, I always remember Jack Black is in this movie, but then I was like, oh yeah, this is 96 Jack Black, so he's, like, killed off, like, pretty quick. But 
fucking like Tom Jones is in this. Like, of course, <laughs> because it's a Las Vegas movie, kind of. It takes place a lot in Vegas, so it makes sense. But yeah, uh, this movie did not do well. It had to find like cult status later because um, it's weird how other movies that come out. We've always talked about the thing in E.T., like affect what comes out next and everything like that because was this one independence day this was independence day yes oh that makes sense independence day came out and it was this big sci-fi epic like with aliens attacking and like the world fighting it's a great movie i like independence day but people wanted that and got this like hilarious like ack ack movie so like People were not happy. Just like the thing E.T. Like, I don't know why people expected all Alien movies or, like, whatever came out last and did well. Well, and I remember both of those movies, um, Independence Day and Mars Attacks, were on cable all the time when I was growing up. So you'd watch it all the time because it's like, oh, this is on again. I like this. It's either this or, like, I don't know, Judge Judy is on. I'm not going to watch that. Um I still watch Mars Attacks. I've fallen off an Independence Day. I remember the last time I watched it, I was like, eh, action movie. Over it. Yeah, it's been a while since I watched Independence Day. I will pop it on 4th of July once in a while, but it often falls by the wayside if I have a busy day to Jaws or Return of the Living Dead and stuff like that. So it's always a last pick choice compared to a lot of those. Oh yeah, 4th of July, I'm watching Jaws 100%. And then Return of the Living Dead, you know. Independence Day is not going to be on that list. The alien yeah. should just not have said his wife's name and everything would have been fine and they could have won. What? Will Smith. The, oh, wait a second. The I thought you were doing a said, Saint Martha joke. I was yeah. lost for a minute. <laughs> All right. So, this. Oh, by the way, no one knows this. Not an original concept, although it pretty much is. Vaguely based off the tops trading cards. I wonder if that's almost how like spirits kind of getting away with it because they're definitely not being like Mars attacks the movie. Like it's the aliens from the trading cards and the ones in the movie look exactly the same. So could they were like, wait a minute, we're just say it's the trading cards and not the movie. And we can get this for cheaper. Well, the thing is, I don't think it would help him that much. I did some research on it, and I believe I stumbled across... I think Tim Burton bought the rights to the cards, too. Like, oh. I think that still was all the Tim Burton estate, pretty much. So I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure I read that and, like, looking stuff up for this. That makes sense, because, I mean, the cards, if you've seen them, I bet you have, look really awesome. But I bet you that trademark wasn't too, too much money for a Tim Burton type. No, and it's smart, and that's how you don't end up with a Scream situation where the company that produces the ghost face mask goes on and just makes millions upon millions of dollars because of Scream because they didn't secure the rights to that. Or they can use it, but they can't copyright the mask. We're putting out a new mask, guys. This one's purple. Huh? Purple mask. What do you think? Some people just buy every variant of that mask. Oh, yeah. All right. So we kick off with a UFO with the Warner Brothers logo, Howl's Always in the Sky. Entertaining to me. I liked it. Yes. And we're four miles outside Lockjaw, Kentucky. And this redneck guy like pulls up and goes, you're making some barbecue! He's like, no. Why? And then, 
I thought I smelled something. And then a whole herd of cows on fire comes stampeding across, and a UFO takes off, and we get this awesome opening credits to all the UFOs, like, moving towards Earth, like, on their war march. It's the most, like, insane. It just drops you in the middle of, like, the story, basically. Of it's, like, the most insane opening. Of, like, the family comes out, like, Paul, what's going on? And there's just a herd of cattle on fire running past them. Oh, no, like, we get that. And then, like, the like you said, the UFO takes off and goes to the fleet. And now we get, like, what feels like ten minutes of opening credits of these UFOs all going towards Earth. It looks really cool. I gotta, though, you know, every once in a while I'll be like, Greg, I love this movie so much. And you're like, so do I. It's pretty good, but I gotta say something about it. They could have cut out like 20 minutes of this movie. The it is long. It is long. credits are so self-indulgent. There's so many scenes that just go on and on. And it's like, you could way cut this down. I feel like if it was tighter, it would be better. It's long. I don't know if I'd cut it down though. And even that opening credits, I get so pumped when that's going on. I just love as a sci-fi kid. I love like alien like invading and stuff. So like the music, the score is so cool and everything for when the, they're all moving in. I don't know. I kind of love it. It's really cool, but then I start being like, how fucking long are they going to keep us? They're like, yeah, we see the names of the people in the movie. <laughs> then we're introduced to the president being briefed on the situation. President Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I love him in this movie. He plays two roles. The other one is like, I don't know. I feel like it was just like him wanting to be like, well, I'll play the president. I also want to play a fun character that I can just do whatever I want with. And sometimes it's really funny. Other times it's like, I feel like Jack Nicholson forgot how to improv for a minute. And he's just doing like cowboy noises. Oh, you're hitting another fun fact, Brett. Do you want to know why he's playing two roles? Oh, why? Because Tim Burton and Jack Nicholson were friends from Batman when he was a Joker in there. And he wanted Jack Nicholson for this movie, but Jack Nicholson's agent was like, yeah, we can do it, but Jack Nicholson's not allowed to die. We don't want him to die in this movie. Like, we, if everyone else is, we want him to survive. But since Jack and Tim Burton were friends, Jack Nicholson's like, I don't care if I die in the movie. He goes, here, they have an idea. They're going to have him play two characters and kill him twice. Like, <laughs> as a fuck you kind of to the agent. That's actually pretty funny. So that's the whole reason that other role was written. Because if you notice, a lot of these intersect with each other and everything. That one barely does at all. Like, that's the yeah. whole reason that character exists, is just to kill him again. Yeah, it's mostly like the wife or whatever that interacts. Not really yes. him. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, we cut to Vegas. Oh, by the way, people. This movie, the one thing since the beginning when I said I wanted to cover this movie that I dreaded is how do I make this cohesive? Because this movie is just boom, 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 boom. So I'm going to be jumping from scene to scene. It's hard to do that for the plot walkthrough, but we're going to get through it. Yeah, go with Greg. You can do it. But we meet, we jump to Vegas. There's a former boxer, Byron, working at a casino. His wife calls. Uh... She has. They have two kids. They'll come back into play later. Um, the shady business cowboy, also Jack Nicholson, he's opening up Galaxy Hotel. Like we're just meeting all of our cast of characters in New York. Our talk show host, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, another Tim Burton regular, and her. Well, what would you call it? It's like her showrunner, like her boss, agent slash boyfriend. All of these things. Michael J. Fox. 
Well, isn't he also on television? I'm not sure if he's on TV too or not. No, because like he's doing his hair, he's always in front of the camera and stuff. I think he's like a news, like he's trying to be all serious news person, and she's like the gossip columnist with like the little dog that yips all the time, and her like big yeah. like over like. She's, at one point, she has like this big like silver suit on and the giant hat. Yeah, and he's. The, he said they're like slicking his hair back like trying to act like all cool and like almost greaser like and she's like Woo-hoo! hello and he's like uh <laughs> uh byron's wife finds her sons at an arcade when they've been missing they haven't been home and she's a bus driver and stops the bus that gets out and yells at him by the way later we find out they have this arcade game at home why are they skipping to go play the arcade game at the arcade yeah, they're pumping in quarters. Uh, Pam Greer, like, acting legend, and Jackie Brown, like, all kinds of stuff. Like, a lot of 70s stuff as well. I just love her character this so much. And I love, like, this scene of her as the bus driver where she pulls over. She's like, we gotta make an emergency stop! And, like, slams on the brakes. The kids, like, see her and it's like, oh no, here comes mom. And then, like, she yells at him, kicks him onto the bus to take him to school, and the whole bus, like, cheers for her. And she does that, like, official, like, she, like, adjusts her, like, uniform and gets back in the chair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next, we have the talk show with Pierce Brosnan, who's, like, the scientific advisor to the president. Dude, if you haven't caught these names, people, again, Sarah Jessica Parker, Jack Nicholson, Pierce Brosnan, Jack Black, like, it's insane, the people they have in this. But yeah. Pam Greer, Jim Brown, who was, like, a former, like, NFL dude, and then, like, he, like, went on to be in, like, 66 movies. Yeah. But here's where we get a lot of our kind of the background on the aliens, and he's talking about how She's like, well, why haven't we seen them when we sent the rovers up and everything? And their society is under the planet's surface because we haven't been able to go into the caverns and everything like this. And then, uh-oh, this the feed's going weird and Martians overtake the broadcast. And this is where the whole world sees aliens exist. This is also the first example of the ak axe And it's just like, ooh, music and everything. Oh, I love the ack ack so much. Ack ack er, ack ack, and I look. But there's like different variations on it. Of like, it is kind of a language for them. Like, I love when they are like laughing and stuff. Um, I love to. Is it like Sarah Jessica Parker's? Like, oh God, they're disgusting. It's like, well, what do you think we look like to them? Because Pierce Brosnan just always has the pipe. Yes, <laughs> very dignified looking the whole time. Great. Just very 50s scientist. Yes. The president's being briefed again, and we're introduced to this translator that the science team has come up with. They can say what they want and everything. And Jack Nicholson, Cowboy's girlfriend, this is where things are getting confusing, is at an AA meeting, but she's all excited about the aliens, and she thinks that they're a sign, everything's going to be better, there must be peaceful, all the things they can show us, and she's going all hippied out here. She has crystals, like, she's burning sage, she's very much like this kind of character. Oh yeah, she, yeah, at one point she's like raising the crystal up to the sky, but it doesn't exactly look like she knows what to do with this, so she just sets it down. Yes. Uh, we're introduced to this family that lives in a trailer. And the older brother, Jack Black, is enlisted for the army. 
Richie is the younger brother. There's mom, dad, and a grandma. Oh, Joe Don Baker's dad, Mitchell himself. Bounchika, 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 Mitchell. It's a Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie. Like, one of the best ones they ever covered was Mitchell. He's like, it's a 70s movie, I think. And it's uh, he's like a drunken undercover cop. And he just bumbles his way through the whole movie. And he's like doing action stuff but he's just like middle-aged dad with like a beer gut and he's always just chugging alcohol (laughs) this sounds right then oh it's so funny i love him in this movie every time i'm like holy shit there's joe don baker but jack black leaves to enlist in the army and everything richie's gonna take grandma back to the home she lives at he takes her in she's like my cat it's a stuffed cat and she's pet and she goes music and she puts on the record like i love this lady i just this imagine this is like me when i'm like 90 it's like i go in i pet the stuffed bear and i have on top of my dresser and i'm like podcast and my great-grandchild wheels me over to the podcast machine and puts my headphones on i'm like tell them steve dave yay they're going to the flea market i know grandpa dude can we put out a podcast on vinyl i know speaking of them they've done it a few others have done it we you can press a, a podcast right oh yeah i've gotten like local bands who put out like punk albums on like vinyl yeah. we could do that yeah. remind me to look into that randy talk to randy Yes. The president is at a the press conference and they realize the aliens are going to land in the desert and he's talking to his team. He goes, I want a welcoming committee, not a row of tanks. Well, Pierce Brosnan says this and everything. Dude, we're introduced to the general who is no nonsense. We have to, they've sent an army surrounding the planet. What are you doing? And the president always seems like he's about to be on his side, but then... Pierce Brosnan has an idea. (laughs) No, no, they must be peaceful. The fact that they're this advanced suggests they are. You don't get this way being barbaric. I just, the general always like, he's just the most cliche, like stout, bold army man who's getting so angry all the time. He just always has his sunglasses on. It always looks like he just finished like a double bacon cheeseburger and large fry, like the most American thing you can have. Like his breakfast is apple pie. He reminds me of like General Crozier from Metalocalypse or like Arlie Ermey from uh Yeah. Yeah. He's Full like, Metal full metal jacket and he's like always like the army guy but he always wants to nuke them like halfway through the movie he's like you need to sign this so we can nuke the aliens and jack uh jack nicholson's like no we can't yet but the aliens it's time for them to land there is the military there but there's also like a big welcome to earth banner a bunch of like crowd everyone's all excited and everything this like other military leader is so happy he's been put in charge of this he's calling his wife on the way he's like it's just like you said speak up and big things are about to happen he's so proud of himself oh i love where he's like you know you just say the right thing at the right time but other than that you just kind of you just nod your head and you just fall into line and look where i'm at like he's all giddy about it i also love like they have like the bleachers of like the welcoming committee it's like nuns and then there's like monks and it's just like this very generic just like groups of like people of like nuns monks here's some other people you know like and then the saucer lands the walkway is like a tongue unrolling. Like <laughs> the 
then the Martians first come out, and they walk, by the way, do we have to call them aliens or Martians, or can we call them non-human biologics? What's the proper term now? Well, now, yeah, they have to, because we can't have, like, the fun, it can't be UFOs anymore, it's UAPs or whatever, because we can't have... You can't have the fun word. They have to make up a new one that's not fun. Yes. And then eventually that'll be the fun word, and then it goes on forever. It's just a little current events humor. for Oh, yeah. But he goes up to the lead, the military guy, and he sticks his hand out to shake his hand, and Alien looks at the hand very befuddled and everything, and then does the circle motion to him where he puts his arm out and makes a circle. And the translator translates the ak and goes, we come in peace, as the commander makes the circle motion back to him, which says, we come in peace, everyone cheers, like we said, the crystal girl's far away in a car, raising it up, like, someone lets a dove go, though. Like I was saying, there's all, like, the, like, generic groups, there's just the generic hippies. Yes, of there. there and, is. Like, the spirit Halloween tie-dye costume and he's like world peace and he lets a dove go and then i love it because of the thing later of it's like they don't like birds um but yeah they shoot the bird down and then they just start killing everybody dude and i mean everybody real quick though um i remember because i've seen this movie uh one of michael jackson's 20 trials what how he never how he that dude didn't get canceled is beyond me but like when the charges were innocent and everything there was some dude like outside like the courthouse with the big crowds who would let a dove go every time one of the charges was innocent and i remember as a kid watching this on the news and i just kept picturing mars attacks that michael jackson was going to shoot the dove and attack everybody <laughs> michael jackson has a laser yeah, <laughs> Just, I, I should have made that a skit. Like, get me robot chicken on the phone, Brett. He thrusts and a laser comes out of his crotch. But yeah, they are mowing down everybody. And their weapons are, they blast and you just like incinerate except for the bones. And you're a perfectly formed skeleton that drops. And I love that the skeleton is like, becomes neon. It's either green or red. It just yes. adds to like the 1950s, like over the top, almost like comic booky type of like alien invasion type comic book jack black has this epic run where he's like running through the battlefield there is his brothers are falling around him and everything he gets a gun he goes to shoot one of the alien and the gun's not loaded like the clip falls out and then it just goes click and then he just picks up the american flag and goes rah which did you see the little easter egg behind like it was uh the family has the shrine to him and he's on time magazine holding the flag up no i didn't catch that it's this big triumphant moment but like five minutes earlier when he was putting everything together his ass crack is showing he's like the bumbling (laughs) one that they don't even give a gun or a helmet (laughs) and of course he gets blasted and incinerated right here which i always takes me by surprise i was like oh yeah this is before he was like jack black yes um Michael J. Fox is blasted and just his hand remains where Sarah Jessica Parker was grabbing it. Uh, her character, Natalie, she, her and her dog are taken and the aliens take back off. They've had enough of this. That's another one I was always surprised about is that Michael J. Fox is in this and then he gets killed like pretty quickly. 
because I was like, is he the one that's like in the alien ship and the, it's just his head? I'm like, oh no, that's Pierce Brosnan, the 007 thing. I don't watch those movies, but I know him from that. Yeah, he's on the cover of Goldeneye. That's how our generation yeah, remembers that's, him. Yeah, him, yeah. The president wants a line of communication established. They did say we come in peace. This is infuriating the general after they just attacked us. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's are like, like talking the president down. He's like, they did say we come in peace. It must have been a misunderstanding. Like, we must try again to not have war with the aliens. And the general's just eating bacon grease, just trying to be like, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> they send a transmission to, like, I hope our incident in the desert can be put behind us and we can move forward. And the transmission's picked up by the aliens. And I love, it looks like a roll of condoms is what they read this transmission on. I think, um, because this is something that I call, where, remember, like, during the Roswell incident, they found all those weird metals, and at one point they said they found, like, strips of what looked like metal with weird, like, hieroglyphic-type writing on it. Oh, That's what okay. this looks like to me, of, like, they were doing a little nod to that. Rise from your grave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, then... There's the dissection scene. By the way, it, they didn't have a lot of time, but they got a few things, if you look around the ship. By the way, them in their little red boxers when they're not in invasion mode, their little red speedos is hilarious. It's so funny. And it's just like, they're so like advanced and like so above like every other species they've come in contact with. They can just fuck around with people or like whatever they come around with. Like, oh, we're fine. Nothing's gonna fuck with us. We have the best weapons there are. Dude, there is a clown captured and, like, suspended. I saw the clown. I was like, I've never seen that before. <laughs> There's a cow. And, like I said, Natalie, Sarah Jessica Parker is there. And the, like, main alien looks at her and, like, his gills are flapping and everything. Because ah. he's, like, looking at a playboy. And, yeah, his, like, flaps start going and stuff. It's like when, like, uh, Zoeberg would, like, get horny. <laughs> yes. And there's a dissection scene, and they put the dog's head on Natalie's body. Yeah, once again, they're just like, we're just going to fuck around because we can. We can do this, so. And then it's so funny because they carry her head up to the body to show her to freak her out. Like, look what we've done. I don't know if it's to freak her out, like, or like, look, isn't this cool? I can't tell with them. <laughs> I think it's almost like making fun of her. Like, ha look what we did. But the Martians respond with an apology. Like, they didn't realize either. And they're going to address Congress. The UFO lands, and there are the signs. No applause. No birds. <laughs> and it's like, at what point is everyone like, oh yeah, let's do another big gathering for the aliens. The last one went really well. Well, they walk in. Congress is a seated there. And I like the president watching it on TV. He's like, this is a great photo op. I don't know why they don't want me there. He's mad that he's not allowed to be there. Yeah, and Martin Short, who's the press secretary, is just like, well, you know, we got to keep you safe. We can't have uh, what they say. Um, Secret Service doesn't want all the branches of the government in one room, basically, in case. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also so great because it's like, the governor of like North Carolina is like, and here's our Martian ambassador. You couldn't get a better one. 
It had to be the redneck one. Dude, this is 100% what it would be like today. Yeah. But the aliens start talking and everything, and they reach down for something, and then come up and everyone's like, ooh! They get their grabbing for the gun, but no, it's fine and everything. And lots of ack-acks and everything. And ack-ack! It just pulls out the laser gun and starts blasting Congress, because he has, like, two, by the way, like, just two armed aliens next to yeah. him, too. And they start mowing down Congress. Brett, do you know how much pausing and rewinding I had to do? <laughs> how, how many are, it's a Googling, how many members of Congress are there? Like, I never thought the stupid, like, United States history would ever come into use that I had to learn. Little would I know I had to talk about Mars attacks. I love those so much because I get, this is on television, of course. It cuts yeah. to grandma and she's just clapping. She's like, ah, they killed Congress. <laughs> <laughs> Which is 100% what the reaction across the nation would be. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> and we cut to the war room, Brett. Like, the secure room under the White House and everything. The president has all his people around him again. Oh, by the way, um, Pierce Brosnan was taken during this whole thing. Yes, because once again, the um, big stern general is like, fire! And everyone starts shooting at the ship. And like... It's definitely movie logic of this, like, bullets, like, pating, 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 like, all around the aliens that we learn are not bulletproof. You can kill them later. Yeah. But it's just, like, none of these military are good shots. Yeah, it's a bunch of stormtroopers. They have all these tanks. Never used them ever. It's always just handguns. Yeah. But in the war room, I love the president going, I'm not going to start a war. <laughs> it's just, we are at war. Because this is when he's like, this is our nuclear option. And the president is just like laughs at him. It's like, well, I'm not going to start a nuclear war. There has to be another option. The president come, addresses the nation. And the aliens pick up the signal. I love they're making like, bok, 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 chicken noises at it and everything. Because like the presidential seal comes up with like the eagle. And it's just, yeah, the funniest thing ever. They're like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> The only thing better would be if somehow Michael J. Fox's signal was picked up by the aliens and they were doing the chicken thing at it. Oh, yeah, that would have been funny. Um, Pierce Brosnan is just ahead now in a jar talking to Sarah Jessica Parker on the dog body. <laughs> and they're, like, connecting. They're like, were you flirting with me on your show? Oh, I've always had a schoolboy crush on you, I guess you could say. I'm glad these two can find love as a floating head and a dog-bodied lady. Yeah, and I remember watching this as a kid being like, this is really weird. Oh yeah, or, it's definitely weird. Well, because at one point, it's um Pierce Brosnan is like, his head's up, and then like his heart is out of his chest, and like his limbs are around him and stuff. It's all of a sudden like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Where's the dick? Oh, maybe we don't want to know. There, I just imagine there's a Martian on the other side, of like off screen. He has a hot dog bun, and he puts ketchup and mustard, and he looks at the screen and like winks. <laughs> <laughs> Down on Earth, it's nighttime, and the Martian, quote unquote, disguised as a human, is walking or floating around, doing that weird arm motion. Um... We had a scene earlier of Jerry, the press secretary, Martin Short, try picking up some hookers and everything, so we know that he's into this. And 
he pulls up next to her and like, eh, what are you doing out so late? Do you want to see the White House? V- Vampira shows up outside the White House to seduce Martin Short, who we learn loves hookers, because he's like, um, I need to uh, release some stress. I have a very stressful job. It's like almost like a Patrick Bateman type. Only, yeah. only nerdier but yeah lisa marie in this i always just love it when she shows up because yeah like you said she's like otherworldly how she is her hair is huge how she moves like she almost has that like kind of perfect kind of like her face isn't like it's almost like how vampire looks has like a unique look she has very unique features of like she doesn't look quite right yeah exactly um, but he picks her up and everything, and I like they go to get into the White House, and they just knock, and the security just lets them in. Like, huh, we're all kind of on edge. Can't be too careful right now. As this clearly alien in disguise walks in with the press secretary, it's literally like the Martians are attacking. You think everything would be on such high alert, and he just walks up to the side door, like, you who? Like, oh, hey, man, yeah, come on in. Oh, is that another one of your ladies? Oh, yeah, go show her the Kennedy room. Yep, which is where he takes her to the Kennedy room, which is just this giant sex room. And it's the Batman bust, basically, of John Kennedy's, like, head, and it flips, and there's a red button, and he pushes it. Yeah, it's it's just the sexy room with the cool fish. And, like, the big bed that I'm guessing is one switch away from, like, spinning. I expected a spin. It it should have spun. There's a mirror over that bed. Yes. But he tries to take her gum out, and she bites his finger off, and, like, he tears away at the cheek a little bit, revealing, like, the Martian under it and everything, and spits the finger into the fish tank, and he's knocked out, and the Martian lady goes, is about to kill the president, but Secret Service like comes at the last second. She zaps the dog instead, and him and First Lady Glenn Close, which we haven't even mentioned yet, <laughs> like wake up and they kill the alien. It's splat like goo all over the president. It's hilarious, like this green slime like hanging off of Jack Nicholson's nose and everything. It's also just so funny. It's like the alien gets into the president's bedroom. He's asleep with his wife. It's just like I guess they also have to sleep. They can't just be awake all the time. Like, I'm thinking, like, President's always working. It's like, no, he also has to sleep. And it's just like, he's snoring, basically. Um, good, good boy saves their life. But yeah, like you said, he gets zapped. Bad aliens. The Martians are mad that this attack didn't work. And so they're prepping for the invasion. And we get the first image of the mech suit, which is awesome. Like, the big Jaeger thing and everything that they're gonna ride. And then, all the aliens getting ready for war, they run up in their little speedos, and this, like, assembly line machine clamps them, and then they have their, like, Earth suits on. It's so cartoony, and it fits so well of, like, they run up with their speedos, and then, like, yeah, the big just clamp machine that just, like, forms the thing around them, it's, like, very Looney Tunes. Then they're invading Earth. And this is where we get our attempted Boy Scout crushing with the Washington Monument. is hilarious. There's a bunch of Boy Scouts walking around. They zap the Washington Monument and push it so it falls on them. They run the other direction. The UFO goes to the other side and pushes it that way. This will be the second movie in Throbtober with a Washington Monument kill. Yeah, that's coming later. You guys will hear it. But they break into the White House. And I have a severe question. The nation, whether the president wants to admit it, is at war. There were Martians in the White House last night that tried to kill him in his sleep. Yeah. They're still doing 
whores? We're like, because um, they're like, oh, Mr. President, uh, they're finally invading. We have to get out of here. And then, um, like you said, Glenn Close, like uh, the first lady's like, why don't we go that way? They're like, we can't. There's a tour going on that way, ma'am. Yeah, who's allowing this? <laughs> well, and but thank God this tour is going on because we got the two best sharpshooters we could have asked for in this crowd because they love video games. Yeah, Byron's kids, they did mention to him on the phone that they had a tour of the White House tomorrow, and their game was basically shoot the aliens and everything, so the the Martians start attacking, they grab two Martian guns that Secret Service took out, and start blasting the Martians, even save the president at one point. I love the line, get that president out of here. Not like, yes. get the president out of here, get that president out of here. <laughs> yeah, if you see Taft walking around, who cares? But get that president out of here. But it's so great because they're like Martians are attacking. It's the president, and the first lady, and Natalie Portman as like their daughter is also in this movie. Almost as like the goth president daughter because she has like the big black veil over her bed. At one point, she's like reading poetry and she's like eating pizza that like yes. the butler brought to her. Um, but I love that like the Martians are shooting everything. They shoot the chandelier like above the first lady and she gasps she's like not my nancy reagan chandelier and it falls and crushes her but it's for <laughs> sure like they set a dummy under a chandelier and dropped it because she just crumbles at the president i don't care my wife no <laughs> dude at this point you realize everyone in this movie is going to die yeah they just killed the first lady yeah uh, like i said the kids are fighting back with the martian guns the Galaxy Hotel, other Jack Nicholson's up there giving this big presentation to investors. And you can see the chaos in the background, but his back is to the window as all the investors keep trying to say, uh, and like, hold all questions till the end. Yeah. I'm picturing it going on. We're gonna giddy up into the future of gambling. Yeehaw. These aliens, they gotta, if they're invading, they gotta stay somewhere. Woo! Dude. I'm ashamed to admit, as a kid, how long it took me to realize this was also Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. How many times I've been watching a movie and I'm like, I love this movie and this movie. How did I not recognize it was like the same actor? Yeah. What was wrong I, I knew who the president was. I didn't realize this was him when I was younger watching it. He has a wig on. Exactly. Jack Nicholson doesn't have hair. But the aliens destroy the galaxy hotel with him in it. Well, it's great because there's the big globe and they shoot the building like in half and he's standing like right by the window and you see the globe rolling towards him. And then it does an outer shot of just a globe crashing through the window and like to the ground. You just know he's like riding it. Yeah. Um, Tom Jones is giving a Vegas show and everything. It looks like a fun time. It's not unusual. <laughs> You see his backup singers and everything. The camera pans, pans back. And it's just the Martians in the place of the backup singers. <laughs> I love that they're having fun with this invasion. Also, like, I always thought that that was, like, a fun song. Because it's always like, da 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 And it's always in Vegas and everyone's dancing. But one of the lines, is it like his, like, girl left him and he want, he's like, I want to die. But he says it, like, all cheerfully. Yeah, it's just happy. Barbara, Tom Jones, Barbara, Cowboy Jack's wife, Byron, and Danny DeVito, who's just been gambling at this casino, for, are going to go for a plane because 
Tom Jones knows how to fly a plane, and where does Barbara want to go to? Oh, um, like the Seneca Rocks or something like that. It's like, I I kind of know what she's talking It's like a ancient, like, civilization type thing. I think, didn't they build it into, like, the rocks and stuff? But it's, like, way secluded, so, like, you can hide in them and stuff. It's, like, caves and stuff in that area. Um, I know, but Danny DeVito is just billed as rude gambler. I know he just randomly <laughs> pops up throughout the movie here and there. Because at one time, it's when the, the aliens first, like, come down and one of the first or second times. And everyone's, like, tr- like fixed to the TV. But he's still, like, shooting dice. He's like, yeah, come on. What's everyone doing? Are we playing craps or what? What are we watching? Like, he has no idea. <laughs> They're going to go for the plate because Tom Jones can fly them out of there. I love, you're just getting chaos in the streets and everything. And one of the aliens is carrying around the translator saying, don't run. We are your friends. <laughs> we come in peace. <laughs> and he's shooting. <laughs> I love the presidents in the war room and everything. And he gets a call from the leader of France. Uh, he's like, What's he say? Like, hello, Maurice. It's like, oh, the aliens just arrived here. We are excited to begin negotiations. Like, Maurice, get out of that room as the aliens attack everyone there, too. It's not just the U.S. government. And it's great, too, because, like, there's so many, like, great shots in this movie. Because, of course, the Eiffel Tower is behind them because they're in France. And you can see the Eiffel Tower everywhere in France. And, like, a, like one of the UFOs come down and, like, zaps the Eiffel Tower and it, like, melts behind them while, like, they all get disintegrated. And I love just, like, Jack Nicholson president is just, like, completely defeated. He's just, like, he's lost his whole family, basically. Like, the entire world is under attack. He's just, like, laying with his head on the desk. And the general comes, like, Mr. President, I need you to sign this. He's like, what is it? It's like, the nuclear option, sir. It's almost like he forgot that 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 was an option. It's like, yes, whip out the big guns. He signs it, and we fire the nukes. I love it because the Martians see it coming and they send out basically like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> when it explodes, it sucks up the nuclear blast. They take it into the ship and they're huffing it like helium and laughing about it. And I know the president watching on the monitor. This is the best defeated. He throws his hands up and he's like, okay. <laughs> like one of those, like we've all had that. Like, dude, when you're like running late, your dog pisses on the floor, you can't find your keys and you're about to leave and your breakfast hot pocket just falls and splats on the porch when you walk out. That's like my reaction. But it's him after launching a nuke. It is really like his reaction. like, really? Fucking, I, I did the big thing. I launched the nuke nuclear warhead oppenheimer is like so happy right now is it go yes you use my weapon again and then it's just basically like you said they inhale it and it's like helium and they start laughing in a high voice i just he just throws his arms up in the air like i don't know what the fuck we're gonna do now we're done you get some just fun like chaos scenes like they blow up big ben in england they redo mount rushmore with alien faces um, they, they, like, play dominoes with the Easter Island heads, like, where they all fall over and everything. Well, once again, the Taj Mahal shows up in this movie as well. It's going to show up in another movie later, maybe with that Washington Monument. And it's like the aliens. It is weird that we got the same things in both of these movies, which... Yeah, it's funny. But yeah, they, they like, doing, like, the perfect picture in front of the Taj Mahal. And they're like, ack, ack, like, it's perfect, like place they blow it up and take the picture 
And then these Martians who have poor choice in television switch the channel from Godzilla to Dukes of Hazard. I'm not yeah. sure why this isn't even in here. <laughs> they're just watching our TV while they destroy us. Well, I'm guessing they're like, okay, well, what's their thing? And then, yeah, I love they're watching um, Godzilla and that switches to Dukes of Hazard. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is very American. They're at the trailer park. And they're being peeping toms, like looking in at this couple, like getting it on and everything. Bless them. Oh, uh, that's Richie... um, Jack Black's old girlfriend is now oh, moved is... on to some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Richie's going to leave for grandma, but his parents are like, don't go after her. She's already halfway to space already. So you stay and defend our trailer. And he leaves Just... anyway. Joe Don Baker doing so much with the little bit he's given. He's like loading up a weapon. And I love the the moms like, they're not gonna be taking the TV, putting. Like the Marshads care about the television. <laughs> like, he's like, Give me a good American, stay here, defend the trailer. You're disgracing an American hero. And I love he's like, I don't care, I'm gonna go get grandma, because she's the only one that's nice to me. Because, like, next scene, like, Richie drives away, we see the trailer get picked up. I love Joe Don Baker's just firing at the sky, like, through the ceiling. And they, like, smash two of them together. And Richie does not care. Yeah, no. They they broke out the mech suit for this. For Of all the places, they break the mech suit out for the trailer park. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that. And then the mech, like, being piloted by the Martians, chasing Richie and gets caught up in some power lines. And Richie gets away. Yeah, because if these Martians fall over too hard, it kills them. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if we fall over too hard, we die. Well, yes, but they like their brains are very gooey. Dude, so they're in this. Um, our group going for the plane is in that like Las Vegas neon sign graveyard thing that I think Tim Burton also owns now. I think he bought it. Oh, okay, it makes sense. And like, I think. I know at one point he had a thing where you could walk through it and they had like the some Martians from Mars Attack set up in there and everything. That's pretty funny. But uh, Danny DeVito gets separated from the group and tries to bribe a Martian with a watch and lawyer services. Like, you gotta become the Earth, you're gonna need lawyers! And they just <laughs> blast him. It's just scummy Las Vegas man. They don't even give him a name. Rude just gambler. It's cool to see Danny DeVito show up. I always love him. Grandma is listening to her music at, at the home, and the aliens are sneaking up behind her with... Dude, they don't need this, but they're just like, oh, we have an unassuming target. Like, who doesn't know we're here? They're wheeling in a gun the size of the room to blast Grandma. And this is, uh, The aliens are just fucking around. They don't really care. This is fun to them. Like, we're panicking. They're just like, this is so funny. We're going to blow Grandma up. But that's right when Richie comes in and he accidentally unplugs the headphones. And Indian Love Cry by Slim Whitman, if you remember, was one of your trivia questions on one of our Halloween specials one year. That's the only reason I remember it. Is yes, playing and that, I, <laughs> the aliens hate this music so bad, their heads explode in their helmets. It's just so great that this horrible, like, yodeling music is what, like, saves the world. Because we get a shot, like, here in just a little bit of Richie and Grandma driving around in the truck, blaring it in the streets. And Grandma's just grooving. She's having a great time. It's like, oh, you're just blaring Death Clock over the like, the speakers? Yeah, this is killing the aliens. Fucking Thunder Horse, sure. <laughs> the aliens get into the war room here. And they shrink the general. <laughs> like they switch the gun to shrink for him. <laughs> they just make him 
tiny. And it's right as he's on a speech about the full force of the U.S. Army. And he's going on and on. He's just shrieking. His voice is getting higher and higher pitched as he shrinks down. He's like, the United States Army will fight until the last man to stop you. And these, because this is like the supreme alien. This is the big leader. He's bulletproof, of course. So he's shooting at him with two guns because very American. It's just so funny. Like you said, they just shrink him down. And at one point, the general just gets frustrated and throws the guns down. And he's like pointing at him. <laughs> from the ground the alien just stomps on him and this is where president nicholson appeals to their humanity why are we fighting and he's like slings the his suit over his shoulder his jacket and he starts going on about like why destroy if you can create imagine all the things we could do together like he has this big rah-rah speech and everything and the alien leader even like sheds a tear and everything why are you doing this why isn't the universe big enough for both of us and they shake hands but the alien leader's hand just like detaches and it's like a robo like fake hand this is why I think when like the when the they first met us and like the other general like went to shake his hand, they're like, "We know this trick." No, oh, that's <laughs> smart. But like crawls all over him and everything, stabs him through the chest. President falls over dead, and like the Mars flag pops up. Like we claim this planet in the name of her. And then like how like um like the army will like salute and that kind of thing they do like the big like circle thing with their hand again which is i'm yes. guessing just their like mars supremacy thing i remember this scene freaked me out as a kid when his hand came off and it crawled all around him and that stuck through his body i hated it so much it scared me it's creepy richie and grandma are driving around with the song as aliens are just exploding everywhere Grandma's just dancing and having a great time. I love old grandma. Uh, our survivors get to the plane finally. And they realize there's a bunch of Martians on the field, though. Byron's going to go out to get him some time and everything. The plane takes off with Tom Jones and Barbara and this other random, like, casino girl who showed up yeah, who barely she, has any lines when everyone like in the casino got together it's like i have a plane on oh, tom jones shows up it's like i could fly a plane and she just tags along she just kind of wheels like kind of like inches her way into the group it's like yeah guys let's go i do the same thing if i heard this i'm like okay they have a plan i'm going with them yeah but i love because um byron in this movie he's a retired boxer and he's just working at this casino to help because he's trying to get his wife and his family back. He's trying to raise a bunch of money and stuff so he can get back to him and make everything right with his wife. But yeah, he just goes out this entire time. He's been dressed like King Tut and he finally strips most of that off and he's going to box the alien. <laughs> and they do like he puts the stuff down like no guns. One alien comes out. There's a big circle around him. He starts winning. He's cracking that case around it. Then they all just jump on him and mob him. He's fighting him. The plane takes off and Barbara looks down. It's very sad. It looks like he's dead because he's just laying on the ground and they all like move away from him like we were finished. 
Richie gets to the radio station to play the record, and the whole country has picked up on it, and everyone's using the song. Aliens are dying all over the streets. Ships are crashing. As the one ship crashes, you see uh, Natalie on the dog body and Pierce Brosnan <laughs> gets one last time. I love it's when like Tom Jones is like starting the airplane. He puts the radio on. He's like, who put this on and turns it off? <laughs> yes. Uh, Barbara, Tom, and Cindy. Oh, Tahoe is where they're going. They make it to Tahoe and they befriend all the animals like they're Snow White. Oh my God. Like a, like a squirrel comes out of like the dirt. There's like a bird that comes out of a burnt tree. There's a tortoise, like a deer comes up. This happens in a minute, like it's at the very end, but I love like Tom Jones just puts his hand up. A hawk lands on his, like, <laughs> it, it looks like a real hawk, and this is actually Tom Jones. So I could imagine him being like, it's not unusual to have, he keeps eyeing like the eagle, like, don't take my eyes out, please. <laughs> He's just waiting for it to attack. It's like, that's how Tom, that's how Tom Jones is blinded in Mars Attacks. You ever realize how big eagles are until you see one yeah. of them? I went to the National Aviary in Pittsburgh one time, which is basically bird museum. And, dude, there's like condor thing out there. It spread its wings out. I'm like, that's a monster. Yeah. It's, it's massive how big it's, these things are. It's insane. Oh, yeah, for sure. We cut to everything safe. And at the rubble that was once the White House, a mariachi band is playing the national anthem because I guess it's the only band who they could find that survived in the area. That's the best Taffy, they got. As Taffy, Natalie Portman, presents Richie and Grandma with medals, and Richie's like, can I give a speech? <laughs> it's just the most incoherent, like, yeah, a lot of things happen. Maybe we rebuild back. When we rebuild back, though, we can have teepees instead of houses. Because I think that would be pretty cool. Thank and you. Then, and then he asked the president's daughter out on a date. And Natalie Portman says yes. Because she's like, yeah, you just saved the earth. Like, the least I could do is go on a date with you. Yeah. Um, You see Byron survived. He gets home as his kids are thrown. And the whole like apartment is throwing aliens out onto the street. Speaking of the cartoony nature of this movie, I love that the apartment building, it's just like the wall has fallen off. Yes. You just see everyone's like house and what they're doing, like very like, just like cartoon blocks. And then Tom Jones sings to the animals and credits. <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird ending, but I guess it makes sense for how weird this movie is. Oh, yeah, this it's just a collection of wild scenes, like, with aliens attacking, pretty much. And an incredibly, like, rolling cast of characters throughout it. Yeah. Some intersect, some do not. It's just what it is. Um, what are your final thoughts? I, I can't say enough good about this movie. If you go into it like people did in the 90s, expecting an independence day, you will be severely disappointed. It's not that kind of movie. If you go into it expecting a, we're going to have some fun today, like maybe you're with some friends or you just want something to laugh at and have some cool scenes and everything, this, I couldn't recommend a better movie for you. I think everyone should watch this movie at least once. I've always had fun with this movie. Like I said, this is one that was on cable all the time. So when I was little, I watched it all the time. Watching it again a few weeks ago and now, I find myself, I like it a lot. It was a lot of fun. 
I enjoy it. It's one that I'll watch again for sure. I wish they would have gone a little bit more. And I think you'll know what I mean by this gremlins with the aliens of, they have a few funny scenes with them and like, they're being wacky and stuff, but it's a lot of them just being like, ah, and like shooting laser guns. Yeah. I wish there was more of like the aliens, like stumble into a bar and our heroes stumble into the bar and they're all doing the, like they discovered alcohol kind of thing. So, like, the scene where they become, like, the backup dancers, more of that kind of, like, mischief and everything. More of that, more of them, like, when they were watching Godzilla than Dukes of Hazard. more more of them being the backup dancers. Like, I think if they added more of that and less, and trimmed down on, like, a lot more of the other stuff, it would have been a lot better of a movie. But I That's always fair. had fun with it. I can't argue with that. That would have been fun, too. Um, maybe if one day we finally get the sequel that gets rumored every like five or six years and then kaputs, but you know what? Burton finally started Beetlejuice too. So maybe we will see Mars attacks too one day. It, depending on how Beetlejuice two is, we'll see if we want him to do Mars attacks. Exactly. Or maybe another person takes a crack at it. You know, we're, we're entering this era right now. It's mainly with actors, but you see, like, people doing their, what I'm calling victory laps. These older, like, actors and yeah. stuff. Like, Harrison Ford did Han Solo, Blade Runner, and Indiana Jones again. You had Keaton coming back, like, one more time in the cow. Like, we're entering this era where people are doing their, like, victory laps for, like, their big things and everything. Maybe Burton's is Beetlejuice 2 and finally giving us that Mars Attack sequel. I hope so. Uh, hopefully this isn't like a Harrison Ford type thing of like, I waited 10 to 20 years too late. Now exactly. it's not believable. Yeah. On the bright side, Burton's behind the camera. We don't have to deal with that. Yeah. And the aliens aren't real, so they can look as young as they want. Yeah. And you, the aliens in this, of course, they're CGI aliens, except for like one or two scenes where it's like they're carrying a body. Um, yeah. You can make them look as cartoony and bad as you want, just like this. Just pull the exact same animation over. I would love it. Yeah, I don't want them to like give me realistic Mars Attacks aliens. No. I want this. This is one point where I go, do the CGI, not the practical. Because I feel like if they did like practical aliens throughout the entire thing, it would be like, this is so different. Than the look cartoony too good. nature of, you know. Yeah. Alright, you ready for some Count of the Dead on this one? Oh, I can't wait to see what Greg found out with the Goat of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Because this is like world-ending numbers. Yeah. So the throw up in the horror count of the dead is where I tally up all the deaths in the movie. Um, we do have some rules. You have to see it or see the fresh body or things like that. Brett, where do you think we got with Mars Attacks? I know it's a big number, so I'm going to go with 69. Nice, but incorrect. You oh. should have pumped those numbers up, dude. We got 91. Damn, those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those up. Get those numbers up. Oh, that's insane. I think this is our record. I'm not. Ex I'm 99% sure this just broke the Throbbing with Horror record for one movie. Especially with Greg's rules of like when the spaceship blows up in Jason X, the and it um destroys like the entire like space station, like city size yeah, space I can't station. I can count that. We cannot count all those people because we don't know. We didn't see the deaths. Right? Oh, that's a thousand some people. No. No. Because I've had the big numbers of these, like, there's 60,000 people that died. And Greg's like, I didn't see every single one. We only count what we see. So that's an insane number for him to have to count. 
Yeah. 91 recordable deaths in Mars Attacks. Of all movies, too. It's not like a grim, grisly, like, brutal movie. It's Mars Attacks. Bravo, Greg. That's great. Scout of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'm going to take something from the movie and rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. So this movie was directed by Tim Burton right after he directed Ed Wood because I feel like we've talked about before and on this episode, he wanted to do his Ed Wood movie of just the fun 50s exploitation. This is the golden era of Burton is right around like this, like five to ten years. Like this is where he's doing the best. This is one of his last like good movies, I would say, because I believe Sleepy Hollow came out after this. and I really like that one. That was yeah. my Tim Burton um, favorite pick last year. And then this, this year, Greg picked his favorite Tim Burton sleeper pick. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to do directors that you would give this story and this budget to. Okay. So number one, I would hate to see. It's like Michael Bay. It's just going to be CGI porn. And it's going it's to look terrible. There's going to be none of the charm in it. Okay. Like, think of those I, I like Transformers this. shitty movies, or he's going to have some like five-hour fucking bullshit cut or something. <laughs> Megan Fox plays the president. Yeah, exactly. Oh, look, she's bending over the desk. Ooh, is that a crop top? Um, a number ten version of a director that I would like to see, given this story and this budget and like a major studio behind them. To see what they could do with this kind of work is Ed Wood. Could you imagine Ed Wood with millions and millions of dollars, a major studio behind him, and like a good script? Oh, it'd be incredible. Like what could he, because he is very imaginative. Imagine all like the weird little things he could have put in there, like Burton does, you know, but it's through his filter. All of a sudden the aliens are defeated by Angora. I would have loved to see it, no joke. I like Mars Attacks, not as much as Greg does, but I find it quite fun. Um, like I said, if they, they trimmed 45 minutes, uh, like 15 minutes to 20 minutes off of the movie, I feel like it could have been better because it's like an hour and 45. I feel like it goes a little too long. I'm going to give it 7 out of 10. I like it a lot. It's one I grew up with. It's not one of the ones that I'll rewatch again, like an Independence Day, where it's on all the time when I grew up and I watch it again. I'm like, oh, I don't like this anymore. No, it still holds up. I still have fun with it. If they do the sequel, I will be there. I can't hold that against you. Shocking nobody. I went 10 out of 10 directors to direct Mars Attack. So this is the Ed Wood coming in with a time machine to do this thing. Yeah, I this movie can not be understated how much I love it. I figured going into this how much like this Overstated. is just one of, how do I say that? One of your like movies that you just love. Like I have some that I do and I was like, I can't explain it. I just love it so much. Yeah. I, is it a perfect movie? Probably not. Is it a Greg perfect movie? 100%. Right. And that's what the scale goes off of is our personal thing. It doesn't matter. It's just yeah. what we think. <laughs> Unless you have anything else, man. No, we are in the early stages, people. Welcome to Throw October. I hope you're having a good time and you're ready for everything else we're throwing at you. 
Oh yeah, make sure, don't just go to the Spirit Halloweens. Remember, you go to your local craft stores. Home Depot has a fuck of a setup this year. Dollar Tree, you want to put some stuff outside, but you don't want your good stuff to get ruined? Go to Dollar Tree, you spend like 20 bucks, and you throw the stuff away at the end of the year if it's bad. Who cares? Exactly. And if you're like Greg, you finish the year off with this movie. So we want to put this at at the beginning, so maybe this is a new tradition for you. And we hope that Mars Attacks has left her brain throbbing with horror. Alright, that's the end of the episode, guys. You know the drill. Follow us on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. Please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And come back for next week for the next episode.